0: And honestly, when I was flying back, I felt like there are many in our church who are in this spot. We're beginning to believe that Jesus is for us too. Like maybe we've trusted him with salvation, but like today, on this day, he's for us too. And tomorrow, with the circumstances and challenges that we have, that he's for us too. That, that he's, he's that for us. So let's look at a couple things. We're going to be in the book of Ephesians. Uh, a couple just truths about hope that I want us to to look at as as foundation for these strengths that we're going to live into, okay? Biblical hope is only found in Jesus. I find hope in a million things. But biblical hope, real hope, is only in Jesus. That's the only way that we can find it. That's the only place where we can find it. That's the only thing that is secure, the only hope that is secure. You know this text, but because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It's by grace you have been saved. and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. While we were dead. I know you've heard this. I know you've thought on this, but we need to again. While you were dead, He did all this. While you were dead, had nothing to do with it. It is not about you. It is not about me. We were dead, lost on our own, separated from everything. And because of his great love, because of his rich mercy, well, we were dead. He saved us. I'm thinking a lot about meritocracy lately, like where we use our merit to try to earn something with God. We try to earn something. We try to deserve something we, we think that maybe maybe if we have right action or right belief or right thinking or, or we we give enough in the offering or we sing loud enough in where it's none of that none of that matters it's what you're dead look, look through the scriptures while we are dead or often while we are asleep god moves i make you look at the creation story all the time genesis 2 adam's asleep and woman's made Throughout scripture, all the time, the people are asleep and God moves. It's not about you. It's not about me. We have a role in this, but none of that is is about salvation. Salvation is all about the fact that this Jesus that we are trying our best to follow, he is so good and so merciful and so loving that we can't even get near him. It's not about us getting any of this correct. It's about us just running towards him. In the general direction. That's what I'll tell you I'm learning. It's just stumbling in the general direction. He kind of makes up for it. If he's like somewhere over here, we go, ah! And he finds us because he's good. That's what this is. I, I love the story of the prodigal son. He is extremely selfish when he comes back. He only comes back because he wants something. Perhaps I don't have to eat pig slop. Perhaps I could like pretend I'm a slave and I can work real hard, but really this is about like I need some protection and I need some food. It's all selfish motives that he comes back. He doesn't even make it back and the father meets him. He's way off. He's got this big old excuse that he thinks this excuse is going to earn me a place in my father's house. And the father's like, shh, 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 shh. Go get the robe, the sandals, the ring, my boy's home. Well, you were dead. Well, I was dead. None of this hope is in correct performance. Our hope is in Jesus. And when we get a glimpse of Jesus, all of a sudden, like the old life looks a little different. See, I, I think in our culture, we misunderstand sin. We misunderstand that there's this power of sin, and we start to just make lists of sins. Plural, we're like, oh, let's break it down. And there's some I do and some you don't. No, sin is sin. Sin is a power. Read through your Old Test or your New Testament and see how often the s is at the end. It's not. There's the power of sin, and that is not like one sin that you don't do. That's not the power of sin. The power of sin is like sin. Sin leads to death, and we all live in death because we all sin. And then Jesus came, did His work, and now we claim it as our own because He said that we can. And the power of sin is start to strip down. This old thinking is like, oh, I'm going to make a list, and I'm going to like chop off a couple of them and then call those ones really bad because I don't do them. No, that's not the gospel. That's not even good news. That's sad. The power of sin is conquered, is defeated. Death is defeated. But while we were dead, look at this, we were already seated. That's past tense. You see that? It, right it, on my screen, I'm going to point, but none of you see that. Christ and, and uh, raised up with Christ, that's past tense and seated us with him. That's like already present. You think you're seated at fourth, fourth and cardinal here, but you're really seated with Christ. Right here in this world we've got some struggle, we've got some circumstances, but there's like that little wedding RSVP tag that says like, hey table, four for Jamel and 962 for me, there's my spot. That's where I really am. There's a spot reserved for you. You are seated with Christ. You are victorious because He is victorious. You are loved because He is loving. You're made new because He said so. But this living into this hope that's only found in Jesus it leads us to self-discovery. It leads us to a place where we begin to learn who it is that we are. I don't mean that it's all about you, but there becomes a point where you are called out from being just this generic Christian to being fully alive as you to play a part in the body of Christ. We're not just an amoeba. We're not just a blob. We are a body that has people functioning in unique ways. I don't know if you've ever been to a... A concert of somebody that you really like, like a, a music concert, or or listen to a podcast about a song. I don't do this real often, but it's one of my favorite things. When, when there's a song I already like, and then I learn the story of the song, Do you know what I'm talking about? There's been certain songs that I'm like, man, that's a really good song, and I like it probably because of how it sounds or something like that, but then you hear the story of how that song was made, and you're like, oh, I love this song. This is one of my favorites. I I love the the meaning of this. I I spent some time learning the meaning of some spirituals and some hymns. And all of a sudden, I, I like them. I get it now. I know what they were talking about and where they were coming from when they were proclaiming these things about Christ. Oh, that means something. Here's why we're saying this. You're the song. You're not the singer. You're not the artist. It's not even really your story. It's his story through you. But you're the song. And if we're really going to live into this hope, we know what song we are. We know who we are. We know what this is to look like. I get get this from the very next verses in in 8 through 9 of Chapter 2, for it's by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not for yourself, uh, from yourself. It is the gift of God, not by work so that no man can boast. This is not you doing. You are not the singer. But then verse 10, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. He means to sing through you. There is a work for you to do. And it's not a work for you to do. go go on your own and be somebody on your own. No, that's, that's all exhausting. We don't have to do that anymore. Old Matt had to do that. I don't have to anymore. You get to be who he's invited you to be. You get to be the song, but you don't have to be the singer. And God moves people through you. Now here's the thing. People will not be moved unless that song is sung. right? Otherwise, we've got an artist with no song. God chooses to do it however he wants, and he chose us. He chose us as his, from the very first page of the Bible, he chose us as his representation. And he said, okay, now go and be like me for everybody. And we've got this song to sing now but reality is we each got a different kind because we've got a bunch of people in this room who like different kinds of music. You know why I know that? Because you guys talk about worship and tell us what you like and don't like. So I know we all like different kinds of music. I I get those emails. We just don't respond. You're not alone in this, Scooby. I got you. You're God's art. You're meant to move people to... Show them the character of God. But each one of us is a different kind of song. So part of our act of worship is learning the kind of song that you are. And some of us, it's real easy. We all know that Jamel is like a 1990s East Coast rap song. We know that. And some of us are like, okay, but who am I? What kind of song am I? I don't know. How's this come across? I I am probably like a cheesy movie ballad that no one actually likes. (laughs) But it sells a ton, right? That's probably it. What song are you? What type of song? Ephesians 4. It's true. I'm not even lying right now. I don't necessarily like it. I just embrace it. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for the works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We each have this role to play. We each have a part to play. This is what hope does within us, right? We're starting to get into, like, what actually happens You stop pretending, like I stop pretending that I'm a 90s East Coast rap song because that just is weird from me. It works from digs. I don't understand, but it doesn't work from me. But I go be me. And I learn to appreciate that that's who God made me to be. I do all the wrestling of insecurity and all that stuff. to Be like, Nah, this is just me. Deal with it. My God's good. I got about two messages. Your Heavenly Father loves you and rest in the fact that your Heavenly Father loves you. That's about all I'm ever going to teach you. That's me. That's that's the two verses of my song. And I'll sing those till I get to go see him. Our work is who are you meant to be? God gave us each different roles to play in this so that hope can build within us. There are people who don't yet know that God is good because they haven't heard your song yet. And they haven't heard your song yet because you haven't found it yet. Part of your act of worship right now is to get alone with your father and be like, what is it that I'm to sing? What is it of your character that I'm to sing? What's the energy level of this? I've talked to several people during this series who've been like, hey, I love this series of hope, but I am not this like extroverted, energetic person. That's the only way that I know hope. I get it. Hope comes through all of us. It's not set for just the extroverts. All of us. Hope leaks out of us, and it hits people in different ways, and if you leave hope for the extroverts, then somebody doesn't experience Jesus. Someone misses him because you're like, no, that's not my message. That is your message. You just might not be like as many beats per minute. That's no indifference. You're a slower song. You're a ballad. Maybe you're even acoustic. Who knows? But we are needed. We are one body. He gives us different roles to play in this so that we can be mature, so that we can be who he's called us to be, and we can run in this thing. And finally, like... Begin to see his kingdom come in profound and powerful ways. What kind of song are you? How are you wired? Who has he invited you to be? And then are you living that just on an island on your own, or are you like connected to the body? Because if we're not connected to the body, we've got nothing. We're missing the very thing we're called to be. I am constantly meant to point to my father and to point to his beloved bride, the church. That's my job. Point to the goodness of my Father and point to the church that's becoming. That's who I'm to be connected to. And this hope, it leads to self-discovery, but this hope, it sustains us as we become these new creations and we remain in Jesus. Look at the verses that follow this. He's writing about being mature. And then he says... Will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, by cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect mature, the mature body of Him who is the head, that is Christ. For Him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love, and each part, does its work. Go back one slide for me here. Any of you guys relate to this beginning, unfortunately? We are an infant tossed back and forth by the waves. I've got like a master's degree in this one, guys. I, I really thought circumstances dictated how well I was doing in faith. That's that whole merit system we talked about earlier. That's garbage. That's garbage. We'll never mature if we look at our circumstances and let that define how good our God is or how good we're following him or anything like that. We're to be mature. And part of that is we're tied together. I can't be mature if I'm not together. But Paul goes on he names the waves here. I think that's interesting. He says that we're blown by every wind of teaching. And by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Every wave of teaching, at, at your core, who is it that you're listening to? This is biblical teaching. Be, pay attention to who you're listening to on Scripture. If we're teaching you garbage, you need to tell us, and we need to stop that. If we're teaching something outside of Scripture, we need to arrange our lives to be like, hey, that's not us. That might sound clever, but that's not like we're founded on the Word of God. That's it. But outside of church, who are you listening to? Who are the voices that you're like, oh, yeah, I want to learn something from you? What are the websites and the the radio program, podcasts, all this kind of stuff? On the TV, who are you taking as like the authority on things? We're very, as a culture, we are very immature on this one. We give people a voice in our life and authority in our life who really, they just have a microphone. That's it. We forget that people are paid to have hot takes. We forget that people are paid to like get extra web hits and all this kind of stuff. That, that's, this is about money moving around. That's why the people are in front of us. Instead, let's be mature and pay attention to who we're actually listening to and learning from. Who is it that has your ear? And be wise on that. Use Discretion but then this cunning and craftiness here. What we typically do is we see like cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming, and then we think of like 14 people who are doing that. Oh yeah, they're ma- I'm mad at them. I'm going to go like email some people about how, how mean they're being. This kind of language is exactly what we saw in Ephesians 2. It's just the opposite. These people are singing a song. They have a different artist. Our enemy is not flesh and blood. It's powers and principalities. And I I, I hate to admit it, but there's been times where I have been used to discourage somebody. I've sang a song that is not mine to sing. It's an old song, but I knew it too well, and so I sang it and I hurt people. That's what this is about. I wasn't the singer, but I knew the song. You, You know when you meet somebody and you can tell in like 10, 15 minutes what what some of their fears are. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, I push those buttons sometimes. And I've hurt somebody. But we need to realize that is not me as the singer. That is me just recognizing a song and singing along to the wrong artist. And what this is really about here is like, hey, there are people who beat us like waves and start to shape us like waves shape a rock. And we start to get shaped by messages that are not from the artist that we're to listen to. And they are not from the voice that we're to listen to. And we start to add our amen to voices that are saying things that are not from our Heavenly Father. And then all of a sudden the only things we agree with is a soundtrack to our life that God is not in. That's what this is about. If you want to stay an infant then let everyone have equal voice in your life and listen to every voice and every teaching and then that soundtrack that keeps you defeated, just let that wave pound you if you want to stay an infant. But if you want to mature and if you want hope to be not something that just is fleeting but something that you live within, then begin to find who it is that you are called to be. And stand next to somebody and be like, hey, you are this and I am this and we are not the same. But I can learn from you and all of a sudden be bound to one another. Can you go to the next slide here? Look at this. For the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament. We are are literally tied together. That's what ligaments do, right? We are tied together as the body. This is where we grow strong. This is where we mature. We grow as one body. As one people. As one person with Christ as the head. Where love is the blood that flows through us. And all of a sudden this maturity hits. You, you know, I, th- I think of all the things that steal. These ideas like those uh, those old shows we watched. It wasn't Transformers, but the things where they become one big monster robot thing. I remember, yeah, Voltron kind of stuff. You know, if it, the big one, like the waves can't really get the big one. And, and that's like the every episode, right? Like I remember watching Power Rangers with Carter too, like when they're the, the little individuals like, oh, oh, let's get the bad guy. And then the wave gets the person, and then they all tie together, become one, and like the wave can't do anything. That wave of that teacher's voice that you listen to is going to beat you up as you stay on your own. So don't stay on your own those lies that soundtrack from your old life is going to beat you up and shape you. That's what waves do. It's going to shape you unless you voice that and let somebody know what you're going through and trust and lean into the body and then come to maturity. And this idea that we talk about of God's kingdom coming and His will being done right here as it is in heaven happens when we become a soundtrack of who God of His kingdom coming, right? That's what happens. This community knows there's something different when they hear this consistent soundtrack. Different styles, talking about his love, then his joy, then his justice. All these kind of things. But the soundtrack is played on loudspeakers for the neighborhood to know that, oh, there's something different there and Christ is the head. He is the artist. He is the hero. They're just good at singing their part. If we live into this, Hope will never disappear. Hope can't disappear because it is who Christ is. And this week in your small groups, you're going to talk about pressing into your strengths and how hope grows in us as we live into those strengths. But I want you to remember that that only happens because, like, Jesus is the foundation of this thing. And before you go to your group, do some of the work of stripping away these other voices. Because what God has for us this spring and this summer, we need to be mature. There are people aching to know Christ. They just don't know that we know Him. There are people aching for a community who will care for them. There are people who are ahead of us in getting rid of voices who are teaching them things. There are people in this neighborhood who are ahead of us in turning off that old soundtrack. They just don't have the new one yet. It's our job to come next to them and be the body and let the his love tie us together so that his kingdom may come and his will may be done on earth right here in Old Louisville with our friends in Ethiopia just like it is now.